Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio, hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 13th of the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two and our goal always, to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, and as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is, believe it or not, Friday the 13th. Some are concerned about that. I just tell you that it's a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, welcome to the broadcast. A quick summary of yesterday's show. Of course, we had Brian Rust and Kelly Finnegan on talking about the Honest Money Report. Constitutional currency always important, ladies and gentlemen. RustCoinandGift.com, you have a friend in the coin business. We talked about BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager. Man, those poor guys are involved in this environmental, social, and governance plan, ESG plan, and now they're laying people off. 500 people bit the dust. Good old BlackRock there. We talked about a computer outage of the FAA. Brought flights to a standstill on Wednesday. We talked about the Fed. They're wondering this. What is programmable money? And I thought, wow, programmable money. Wouldn't that be cool? Sam Bushman could take the place of Ben Franklin on the $100 bill. Yeah. Or you might create programmable money and your kids could not buy like soda pop and snacks. Only like salad with the food or the money that you give them. (laughs) It's just insane the things we're thinking about in America today. The founding fathers expected Congress to regulate the weights and measures and for everybody to be on the same standard. Now your government wants to sell it off. Or send it off to a third-party Federal Reserve group that wants to create programmable money. Well, I know that used to be a $100 bill, but now it's only worth one because you're not environmentally, socially, governmental, appropriately friendly. You're not ESG-friendly there, so your score just went down, and so did the value of your money. What a disgraceful reality we face on that. We also talked about a group with more than 40 Republicans are sending a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland saying, Hey, man. Uh, This problem with these document leaks by Biden. Hey, how come you guys found it on November the 2nd? And, well, the problem is that the elections were four days after, and you guys withheld the story until after the elections. Wow. According to a new batch of emails related to Elon Musk. Yeah, this guy named Scott uh, Gottlieb or whatever his name is. He used to be the head of the FDA. Now he became a board member at Pfizer. Now he's got caught trying to take down profiles on Twitter. You put that all together and you go, what the heck is going on? Criminal activity at your government level everywhere. But I submit to you, and I want to ask Dr. Bradley about this. Dr. Bradley, welcome to the broadcast first, sir. Oh, thank you. Uh, Glad to be here as always. So it sounds like there's uh, plenty stirring out there, doesn't it? Yes, indeed. My my webinar last night. uh, Well, yeah, the uh, the webinar last night, I mean, holy Hannah, uh, of course, it takes me a long time to answer questions, as you've probably ascertained at this point. We've had enough interaction. 
there's no yes, no answers, really. There could be, but the rest of the story is where so much of the meat is. And Holy cow, we had so many questions last night that um, I couldn't get to. Uh, again, I spent too much time on a lot of them, but there is just a stir everywhere. There's a ton a going everywhere. on. So I submit to you that, you know what, they claim we talk about election fraud without evidence. But I just want to know, if we literally before the 2020 election have the FBI and the Justice Department and the CIA literally in bed with Twitter and Facebook and all these massive media companies now, they literally suppress Hunter Biden's stories. They literally promote the uh, stories that they know are absolutely false through the media. They take down accounts regarding vaccines. They uh, literally, okay, then that's the 2020 election. Then for 2022, a scandal comes out about Joe Biden having classified documents at his home and in another office and all this. Um, they let that rip when it was Donald Trump's turn to have classified documents issues before the election. But four days before the election, they get this on Joe Biden, and they literally bury the story till after the election. Well, well now, here's what's me, that is blatant election fraud, doctor. Well, what they've done is they've stacked the deck. They're picking the winners and losers. And what's really astonishing, and I don't know how many people are even thinking about this, uh, Trump was president. He could have. We don't know for sure whether one or the other he did, but he, he could have. He had the power to declassify every single document he walked out the door with. And again, that's yet to be seen. But Joe Biden did not have the slightest tad of power to do such a thing because he was vice president when he swiped all of these things. He's got them put in his garage or someplace. We're trying to figure that out. So, yeah, it was locked. Oh, come on. Anyway, having had uh, uh, appropriate security clearances in years past, I can tell you that you have some very, very high levels of responsibility and security and everything else like that. But here's the deal. He's got him in his garage or wherever. And, and by the way, that's not his only thing. Um, they, they happen, based on what we know at this point, to be uh, related to Ukraine. Well, we all know his uh, strong-arm mafia-type tactics that he exercised uh, over Ukraine about uh, his boy and the, the investigation that was going on. So we got that stuff. Iran apparently is in some of the... Uh, files. Uh, but then in addition to that, he's got hundreds, apparently, maybe thousands, maybe not 2,000, but probably 1,800. I don't know how many boxes of papers that he's swiped out of his uh, years in the Senate. And uh, there's people, I guess it's Judicial Watch, is trying to get some of them exposed. So, I mean, here's a guy with this light-fingered Harry uh, taking these things out the door and and as you point out, the federal uh, agents are uh, they're keeping it silent to not affect the elections in this case. But but what's also, uh, well, again, this is related to, you know, we talked about the quote-unquote concessions that were given to get uh, Kevin McCarthy his, his uh, speakership. But there was an agreement made that there was going to be a subcommittee established to investigate how the federal government was being weaponized for political purposes, and this, I think, would fit right underneath that, would make a great review, and, and ultimately we may end up having some impeachment charges come out of this. Who knows? It's it's like this thing, uh, you know, I don't know how Biden can step in it every time he gets around anything. I mean, it's a, 
He just finds it. He's a well. The answer is when you've finder. been in government for so long and involved in scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal that gets covered up, it's easy to see why it happens. What happens is that every scandal just starts to literally um, become on top of the other, and everything's linked. And so, anytime you pull a string, before you know it, it's got twenty-five other things with it. And look, it's just all catching up to him. Uh, is the real well, here, problem, right? Here's the, look, think about this for a second. Every single thing he touches. Now, have you ever noticed that somebody that's really into uh, child pornography is always the most mouthy about, oh, it ought to be a law against, but they're the ones that are hiding their own behavior. And I think back in the 90s when uh, oh, he was pushing that Violence Against Women's Act with uh, uh, Orrin Hatch, you know, this, again, totally unconstitutional. I'm not recommending or endorsing violence against women. I'm just saying it's not a constitutional matter that can be addressed uh, in the general government. But at any rate, he's pushing that, and then he's sexually molesting, at least according to the accusations, one of his staffers in the hallway of the Senate building. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Every single time this, look over there, look over there. I mean, it's kind of like a, a little child when they don't want attention on them. They're pointing away from the cookie jar they just raided. Uh, to to get out from underneath something, and every time anything happens with this man, and it, it's not just you know his goofing up, but his with his teleprompter and his shaking hands with the air, or his uh, Easter Bunny uh, exposure, whatever. Yeah, it's everything. A security crisis to have this guy it uh, is. even around is the problem. It well, is. the good news is while Tim Tebow's giving the glory to God after finding out that he's in the uh, College Hall of Fame, you've got Representative Byron Donalds of Florida saying that, hey, you know what, Biden will face trial. Uh, Maria Bodoromo asking if he would support impeaching Joe Biden. He says, well, we're not there yet, uh, but that'll come. You know, the question is, where do you go with this? Is Donald, I mean, is Joe Biden going to face trial, you think? You mean for impeachment? Yeah. You know, I I think there's, oh, if he doesn't, somebody's asleep at the wheel, but here's but, the but problem. But no offense, doctor, so he, so he has um, a trial, they go ahead and impeach him. I mean, every president in our lifetime is getting impeached over and over and over and over. What's the big deal? There's no accountability or anything. It's like, oh, man, we just slapped you hard in the face and said you're impeached. It doesn't mean or do anything unless we go to the next steps of criminal prosecution and or take it to the Senate for removal. What difference does it make? Well, it's almost like a badge of right. honor, right? You, uh, well, your your listeners probably are all well aware that impeachment is only charges being brought. That's what the House does. The House has the sole power of impeachment. They put together the charges. It's like an indictment. It's like um, here's somebody, something you're going to be charged with in your local court. Blah blah blah. So the House simply brings together charges. They cannot try. And and the, that means they don't bring it before trial and and uh, examine and and ultimately convict. So uh, so they bring the charges. That's their responsibility. They can do this. Hey, can you go ahead and skip the break, guys? Go ahead, doctor. The the house not only could do this, they should do this, and they must do this. There's enough going on that are totally, completely, and unequivocally impeachable offenses that have gone on. And, and it, you know, I mean, just pick a number, any number. I mean, reach in the hat and pull something out. There's something there you could impeach him on. I mean, you look at the border thing that's going on, the criminality of that thing, his responsibility to, to uh, carry out the laws of the land. 
complete ignoramus. He's not doing it. And we have millions, probably five and a half million more people in the country right now illegally since he took office. You look at every single step of the way what he has done, and and they, they're impeachable offenses. But the, the House has to impeach. They've got to take some time to pull all together the the uh, the charges, if you will. They they can't just slap shot it and have it go out and and uh, you know do it three days after, you know they the uh, they took power in the in the in the house. They have the sole power of impeachment. Then it goes over to the Senate. The Senate must hear it, and uh, the uh, uh, John Roberts will sit as the uh, as the chief judge, if you will, over the Senate on that. And all the members of the Senate would be uh, become sworn members of the court. And from there, you've got to have two-thirds that find him guilty. Now, the chances of that are beyond, get half. It's, it, it's beyond slim and none. I, yeah, you're going to have your, you know, remember in the movie Ca- Casablanca? That was a pretty classic movie. And at the end of the movie, they say, well, round up, why, round up our regular suspects. You remember that scene at the airport. Right. Anyway, um, that's what will happen is the regular suspects, the Mitt Romneys of the world and the the uh, Collins and the Murkowskis and all those kind of guys, they'll all wind up uh, whining about we need to keep the the, uh, the presidency at a higher, you know, uh, aura in our lives. And we can't be just impeaching for uh, things that are not really as serious as we could be. You'll find those same suspects that are on the same sides of those that are absolutely never going to vote against Biden, and that's half the Senate. So you're not going to reach the two-thirds. You will not reach the two-thirds that are needful to remove them from office. I don't office. even think you could get 50 plus one. I don't either. I, I do not. Um, and so that's that's the problem, is that, that we have partisan politics. These party things that are going on have absolutely destroyed the checks and balances, the separation of powers that the American founding fathers intended in the U.S. government. The, see, the idea is, let, let's just take, for example, uh, uh, the idea of the judiciary being separate from the, from the legislative. Well, and then, of course, we'll talk in a second about the executive being separated from legislative. The judiciary, we've got, I don't know how many hundreds of attorneys in the legislative. They sometimes, probably most often, forget that when they put their legislative hat on, they have got to become the defenders of the legislative body. They have got to take it to the mat. No, you get the Orrin Hatches of the world that say, well, let's just pass this bill. You know, when he was a senator, he had said this all the time. Well, let's just pass this bill and see what the, the courts do with it. See, he was an attorney, and that's Bravo Sierra. The legislative has every bit as not not just responsibility, but power to judge the constitutionality of everything that comes before them, and they have a duty to do that. They don't do it. It's like Orrin Hatch. They also have a duty only to pass bills that they really know, with their best intentions, will pass muster. To pass a bill saying, we know we're on the edge here, but we think the courts might go along with us, uh, is playing games and dishonest, derelict in your uh, oath of office. Your oath of office says you should only pass laws that you know to be clearly constitutional. If it's iffy, you need to work on it, doctor. No, no this question. Isn't in good faith in any way. Well, you look at that. I mentioned the Violence Against Women's Act. You know, again, not promoting violence against women. There's probably going to be somebody out there saying this guy's a misogamist or something. But at any rate, I'm not. 
You can ask my wife. No, <laughs> at any rate, or my daughters, or my granddaughters. Anyway. Um, well, you the, are because uh, you believe women are women and men are men, and therefore you're already guilty. But other than that, well, yes. that's, that's true. And, uh, and women are probably in a higher status than men anyway. But well, that's another subject. But when you had that Violence Against Women's Act, this, this thing, Orrin Hatch and uh, Joe Biden collaborated on that, were the principal authors of it. Clearly, totally, completely unconstitutional. Domestic violence has no legal status standing in the general government, and you can read the Constitution until the cows come home. There is nothing there that indicate that, and yet they pass it. They're both attorneys. They should know how to read. It's questionable in some cases, but the point of the matter is and they, they just pass out. it. They did, and the Constitution doesn't allow it. But but then you look at the, between the executive and the legislative. If the executive legislates, he's violating the Constitution, Article 1, Section 1. Clearly, unequivocally, completely, totally. If anything he signs is enforced against Americans as though it were law, as though it passed a constitutional process, he's in violation. And, and the legislative should have his head. But they don't. You know why? Because... The Democrats are saying, we got our guy in the, in the White House. We've got to push our agenda. Well, it's not an agenda politically in terms of politics. It's an agenda of actually just plain politics. I mean, they, they have no right nor responsibility to, to support the president because he's the same party as them. It's absolutely absurd. And so what we have done is we have completely destroyed the clear-cut delineation between legislative and executive because of party politics. And and until and unless we start to realize that as a people, we are really in deep trouble because when they have gained the ability to do whatever they choose to do just because of a political alignment, suddenly we have no constitution. It's as though they had completely erased it. So that's why you won't get a conviction. I'm not a violent guy, but at some point, if there's no redress of grievances, all right, the courts won't even deal with election integrity issues. I pointed to the greatest, simplest reality of election fraud. When your government gets in bed with the mainstream press and spikes certain information and then promotes false information intentionally and does it over more than one election cycle, Look, it's fraud, pure and simple. There's no way to debate it. You don't get to go, you know, look for hanging chads or go look for missing ballots or get into the complications of this to know. It's flat-out fraud. Your government is literally manipulated. Look, do you think any uh, any people in Arizona might have voted slightly differently in the elections that were very close? Uh, Carrie Lake, for an example, um, if they knew that Joe Biden literally uh, had the same problem as Donald with classified documents, uh, et cetera, well, they spiked the story, and then the elections were closed. Well, what if, would that have made a difference in a few votes? I can't say factually that it would, but I could say when you manipulate this over and over and over with what information the American people do or don't get, so they get propaganda on one side, and then they get spiked on true news on the other side, then the guys like me who bring it up, and then they literally take us down, you go, wow, that's to me pure and simple election fraud. Well, if we don't have a redress of grievance anymore, you look at the five guarantees in the First Amendment. If I don't get to go to church because of COVID, but lap dances are fine in bars, uh, if I don't, if I meet anywhere, uh, if you're not careful, it'll run off the rails and we'll have a Charlottesville or a January 6th scenario. So I can't really go to church. I can't really meet with people. My freedom of speech is taken down by the FBI and the CIA. 
Then I try to go to the court for a redress of grievance on all those things, and the courts just simply throw it all out and lie and say you don't have any standing or anything else. This is their favorite way to not really adjudicate or deal with the facts in a case, but uh, just uh, you know set it aside for whatever reason they want. Uh, look, what First Amendment guarantees do I have? And if the government's that off the rails, and they're literally now creating criminal activity against we the people, all right, at what point, because you've got the drug cartels in bed with the illegal aliens in bed with the, I don't know what you want to say, Biden administration uh, circumventing our border. At some point, I don't know what you do. I'm not a violent guy, doctor, and I don't mean to, to spin it this way, but I want to know, what do we have left? I mean, is it just war that's next? Well, it, it may be, and I'm, I don't again, want that, I'm not folks, proposing it. No. But I'm telling you, what's next, though, if we have no other avenue? I mean, you go look at the Declaration of Independence. Isn't that the plea they made is we don't have any other choice, God of heaven. We don't have any other choice, society at large, witnesses, if you will. And I'm saying in America now, I'm looking at it and going, what choice do we have? We've tried a lot of things. Now, I know that there's not enough Americans engaged in the fight. There's not enough of us involved, and that's a problem in and of itself. Uh, but at the same time, what avenue do we have? Well, it's you go. You mentioned the Declaration of Independence, and you've mentioned about fifteen things that I really wanted to jump in and just talk about. But uh, you know, those those fifteen things really are there isn't time in a little radio program. Okay, so uh, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms of which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them, under absolute despotism it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Now, there, there really aren't enough friends of liberty today. And, and, I, <laughs> I, and, and not only I th aren't there, I've been trying to educate for 25 years to rally the troops, and we've made a little bit of ground, but we're not even close to having enough. No, and here's the problem. You've got these guys waiting in the wings with the Convention of States or Article 5 Convention or a con Constitution Convention, all the same thing. If you've got a, a body that's together that can rewrite or change the Constitution, you have a Constitution Convention. And, and those people are not qualified to cross the street alone. They, I have read constitutions that have been brought forth. It's absolutely astounding how far off base they are in things, in, in all the aspects of it. This one we have is good. Now, what you're going to find is that the, the push that's going on, even in the, uh, the, some of the concessions that were made for, by McCarthy to get in, he, he's going to look at uh, uh, balanced budget amendments and term limit amendments. We could talk at length about why that will not fix the problem, and it will not happen, and it will only encourage the rewriting of the Constitution. Someday we'll talk about that if you're interested. But the fact of the matter is, if we take this little statement out of the Declaration of Independence, that we provide new guards for their future security, what you're saying is, it's just, look at what happened in the South uh, when they started pulling out of the country. The first thing they did, maybe not exactly the first thing, but it was right up front, they wrote a new constitution. The, you're going to find if you throw things off, you're going to be in really, really, really deep doo-doo. And this nation is not in a good condition to do this. 
These American founding fathers were seasoned statesmen. They were wise. They were honorable. They had examined history. They were great historians. They understood the things most Americans today don't know more than the statistics that are coming up for the Super Bowl. If I mean, Is there one this year? I don't know. But I, I use those examples where people do not know. I have people that contact me. I mean, about things that I say that they, they're just mad about. And I say, well, what are you mad about? Well, it should be this way. I say, well, have you read the Constitution? And and anyway, let's go back to that redress of grievance at some point when we and get here. And the answer is no, they haven't read the Constitution, and they don't want to apply constitutional remedies. Correct. They want to build a new mousetrap, ladies and gentlemen, which will never work. Now, Donald Trump has an idea, too. I want to talk to you about it in seconds on your radio. <laughs> Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Japan's Prime Minister Fumio Kishida arrived in Washington on Thursday. From the meeting comes new announcements on deeper military cooperation between the United States and Japan. The cooperation could also give the United States new tools to defend against a potential invasion of Taiwan by China. Japan announced plans to hike military spending to 2% of their GDP by 2027. That would make Japan's defense budget the third highest in the world behind the United States and China. A new special counsel was created Thursday as an investigation into the discovery of top-secret documents at President Biden's home and office puts pressure on him to explain his own mishandling of secret papers. The president says he is cooperating with authorities. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. Robert K. Herr, a veteran prosecutor, has been appointed to scrutinize the handling of sensitive papers by the president. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings in storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. Tesla is announcing it's made significant cuts to the cost of new electric vehicle models in the USA. Tesla says it cut the cost of the best-selling Model Y and Model 3 vehicles, along with its Model X sports utility vehicle, and Model S luxury sedan. Lisa Marie Presley, the daughter of Elvis and Priscilla, died in Southern California Thursday at the age of 54. TMZ was the first to report that paramedics performed CPR on her at her Calabasas home before rushing her to the hospital. The outlet reports paramedics were able to regain a pulse at the scene. I'm Dave Collins. The National Football League playoffs kick off this weekend with games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. The Mega Millions jackpot has reached an estimated $1.35 billion with another drawing tonight. This is USA News. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur. Let's make sure your current payroll provider isn't overcharging you, shall we? First, go to your payroll provider's website to see what you're currently paying. Oh, what's that? You can't clearly see your pricing because your vendor is running a temporary sale or making you call for a free quote? <laughs> That's unfortunate. If you go to PatriotSoftware.com, you will instantly see our payroll pricing for companies with 1 to 100 employees. Well, there you go. At least now you know what you should be paying for payroll. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. 
That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Dr. Bradley, so my main point is I think we're uh, losing our ability to have any redress of grievances, the problem here, uh, and uh, on one hand, I don't want war with our government, but when the FBI is literally against the people, we've proven they're the ones peddling propaganda, not us, but yet they're taking down our accounts, they're shutting down our free speech, we try to have a peaceful assembly, uh, and they turn that into a violent uprising, and then blame that, saying that, hey, it's an insurrection, etc. We found the perpetrators. They're not going to prison. Uh, the people who did really nothing are going to prison. Any patriots going to prison? Charlottesville was the pattern. January 6th followed it. So you can't peacefully assemble. You don't have your right to free speech because they'll take you down. You don't have the right to worship at church. Uh, you know, you go ahead and say, well, let's go to court. Let's have a redress of grievance about this. You're shut down. And now Donald Trump says this, quote, my plan to take down the cartels. He details war plan against the drug cartels. If you elect the Donald in 2024, he's going to get solved. But here's the problem. The government, the drug cartels are in bed together. We've reported on this over the last 25 years. The CIA, they favor one drug cartel over another. Uh, they literally make a kind of a quid pro quo with the drug cartels uh, when drug Runners go across the border over and over and over, and when Border Patrol catches them and stops them, the Border Patrol agents end up in jail and the drug runner goes free. Just ask Ramos and Campion. Uh, if you don't believe me, two border agents from yesteryear, we've talked about plenty of times on the radio. Uh, you get Operation Fast and Furious where the government's in bed, the CIA's in bed with the drug cartels to run guns south across the border. Then they're eventually used against our own Border Patrol and own people to where uh, Donald Trump doesn't even understand this. The government's in bed to the neck with the cartels. Uh, so you can't declare war on the cartels unless you declare war on the government. I don't know if Donald realizes this reality, uh, but it's a factual truth that I'm pointing out. And now it's all being pointed against we the people. I'm the bad guy for bringing this up. I'm anti-government and I'm the evil one, they claim. Uh, they lie completely, but th there's, the, there's the battle line, sir. Well, you, uh, I don't know how aware your listeners are of the Air America stuff that was going on in Southeast Asia with the uh, the huge transport, CIA-driven transports of drugs out of Southeast Asia, and that continued long after the war. And, and people should be, uh, they should take their blinders and their earmuffs and everything off and look at what happened in, in Afghanistan. I mean, we're talking the heroin capital of the world. And uh, that's got to be one of the reasons we're there, to make sure we protect the the uh, poppy fields. And they have expanded their production since we've got there. I mean, these are just yeah, back absolutely Back in the early bizarre. 90s, Bo Wright's document of the drug cartels in bed with the United States internationally uh, in Laos and, in, in, you know, um, for quite yeah, some time. So Cambu was, uh, was one of the drug or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I, where do we go with this? I mean, I guess we're just at war. Well, uh, there's a, a lot of things that we, we need to recognize if we're, we're going to be successful. And, and by the way, we just, <laughs> it, it all comes down to we the people. 
we the people, all these people that I run into constantly that want to pull the trigger right now don't realize that in comparison to the F-35s they could throw against you, and, and you with your AR-15 or your AK-47 or whatever, you just, it, it's it's a a pipe dream. And, yes, and see, you I don't want to go to war. I'm just wondering no, we, what we have left. We, we've got to make, look, it took us decades, many decades to get where we are. And it's a mess. It's a disaster. But we just need to understand your, your wives and children will be, uh, will be exposed to things that will be horrifically destructive if people pull the trigger now. We need to build a cadre of, of uh, soundly founded, principled people that understand. Now, if you read Isaiah, it's going to go to hell in a handbasket, uh, you know, that all things are going to unravel pretty much before the Savior gets here anyway. But the fact of the matter is we need to be on his side. We need to be doing his work. We need to be those that are not bloodthirsty and, and uh, willing to th- overthrow uh, at the expense of everything. The, there, there's a huge cost with this. And most Americans don't understand that they have the solution if they will just engage and participate. But, but these that want to go throw hand grenades or bottle rockets or, or um, you know, some kind of Molotov cocktail or something at everybody, are, they're just, I think the bad guys want that to happen. They can come with a bigger hammer and beat people over the head. They can suspend habeas corpus, if you will, and and guarantee they'll do that when it comes to uh, something that, uh, say, a patriot group starts something up. Uh, forget about the George Floyd riots and all that kind of stuff. They 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 want those kind of things. That's a Marxist uprising, okay? But but if if this thing was principles based, you would find the big hammer on top of everybody's head. I mean, go watch uh, the uh, what was it? The Patriot, uh, that Mel Gibson movie, where Mel Gibson resisted openly declaring war against the Brits because he had been in war. He had seen the devastation of it, and he said, your wives and children are going to be exposed to things that you never want them to be. It will be in your communities. Now, um, you mentioned, I mean, where do we go? But uh, I, I just absolutely and, and I don't, am convinced. I don't, want, I don't want the war. I think that a war would be a huge mistake. I don't think people realize the threat or how bad war would really be. They think that things are bad now, and it would get a gazillion times worse. Every time I wake up in the morning, I'm grateful that I have a peaceful day to prepare my family and my loved ones for what we know to be coming. Every day is a good day to educate my fellow Americans about the truth and hopefully have people uh, wake up to understand. And I think if we could get greater numbers, we could make a difference. Uh, But we're running out of time. And what can we do peacefully to escalate this thing? Peacefully, you guys. We're running out of time. Everybody could peacefully sit down this morning and read the Declaration of Independence. They could read the United States Constitution. They could read the Bill of Rights. They could read the Farewell Address. They could begin educating themselves. They could read the inaugural addresses of Washington and and Jefferson, their farewell addresses. I mean, I'm telling you, unless and until we have that, the people don't have enough brains on this thing to pick a good path. They're going to go to the Convention of the States people, and they're going to rewrite the whole Constitution. They'll go to somebody that will create an oligarchy that will run the nation. They'll go file a lawsuit with the Supreme Court that will ultimately overthrow the checks and balances that were written in the Constitution if they were successful. 
I mean, then uh, just for a moment, and I don't know as we got time to fully develop this because our time is fleeing, but but you brought up this First Amendment thing, this petition the government for a redress of grievance. I have been with large numbers of people that have clearly, totally, and unequivocally understood what that means. And and uh, they go back to the Magna Carta, you know, that uh, June 15th, uh, 1215, when King John had a sword put to his throat and was sourced, forced to sign this. Point sixty one is what they take that out of. And it basically says, if we provide you with a complaint and you don't resolve it with a short period, within a short period of time, we can do anything except for hurt the queen and your children and you. We can burn the castle down if we want. And that is not what that petition of redress means, or uh, a redress of grievances. The people need to understand that does not leave an open door for burning the castle down. It gives us an opportunity to present our grievances and not have a tenement square happen, okay, where we can go before uh, a magistrate and we can file claims. And, and, yeah, they're being deflected now, but it's because we've been so many decades that we haven't had a sound government. We haven't had noble statesmen-like uh, people that are, that are in office. But we don't have, based upon that number five or that fifth point in the, uh, in the uh, First Amendment, that does not give us the right to burn the castle down. And what it does is it, it allows you to have, a, have an expression without being destroyed. Now, here's, here's what a lot of people think is that, well, we said we gave you a petition with 50,000 names on it, whatever. Well, if you had to do what a petition with 50,000 names on it said you had to do, what if the Marxist came in with a petition with 100,000 names and said we want you to implement full-blown Marxism in the United States? Oh, golly, they got more names on the petition than we do. I guess we got to be Marxists. That is not what it means. There is not complete power in a bunch of signatures on a document. It means we well, because we're not a democracy things. is the point. We're not. But that's the way people are reading it. Even people that claim to know the Constitution. And, and that's if why we I'm putting this. That's why I'm putting this question to you so directly, because I, I'm convinced we need a peaceful way. We need to have the better part of valor is patience and and love and kindness. And, and, and you know, but people are losing patience fast. And I'm afraid if we don't provide a solid direction, I don't know what. I don't know what's going to happen. We, we're trying to provide a solid direction, but people are not listening. They want to go get their AR-15 out and start shooting out windows on Main Street. It's it's absurd. And sadly, what are you going to shoot at? Do. No, amen. And, uh, that's what the bad guys want. They By the want way, Stacey, the big Stacey Abrams Group ordered to pay over $250,000 after losing voting rights trial. Liberty Roundtable in seconds. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens 
often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. All right, so back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you right now, I want to point people to the solutions and they're not listening. I've tried for 25 years to point people to the solutions and they're not listening. It's almost, I don't know what you do next, but I got an idea here. And, you know, the defund folks that want to defund the cops have the right idea. They just have the wrong defunding. I don't want to defund the police. Sure, I want to get rid of the bad apples, but we need the county sheriff we need uh law enforcement um to stop crimes and to okay but there are the defund folks that really are on target for example there's an effort now to defund at national public radio the call comes from a guy by the name of david marcus he's a columnist um and i guess he put this commentary out at fox news saying defund national public radio um it's over a slanderous disgusting article Written by Maya, I don't know, Kobabe. Uh, she has this book out about gender, queer, this and that, the government schools. And, well, NPR is promoting this perverted agenda, uh, this gender queer, uh, specifically, um, oh, I don't know what you want to call it, <laughs> Expl- or sexually explicit graphic novel. And so they're basically saying now defund public radio. I think that's a start. Now, Ron Paul just emailed me and said, tell your representative to defund the TSA. I couldn't agree more. Uh, But the defund movement is one of the best ways we can work right now. Look, the House doesn't need anybody else to defund things, to flat out control the purse strings. Uh, And there's a lot riding on this. I hope that Republicans will do something here because this is where we can make the biggest gains by literally defanging the government by taking away their spending. Doctor, I think that's one of the best ways we can make a difference here. Well, Article 1, Section 7 of the Constitution talks about who gets to have the first say about um, money bills, okay? And that's the House. So there's no question about it. They can they can be the ones that start. They start a bill, and they leave the the NPR out of it for funding, or they leave the TSA out of it, or they leave... 
this endowment of the arts or whatever it is that's had all these perverse things over the years. Or they do this, they create a bill that defunds the whole government. And then they only bring back bills one at a time that funds the legitimate, proper role of constitutional government. They could do that, too. Sure. But here's the deal. What happens is it gets done with the House, and the Senate gets to amend it. So it's not a sure thing. The Senate is going to stick this stuff back in. So, But the thing is, when they, if they do stick it back in and then they pass it, then it's got to go back, and both houses have to pass the exact same wording in the bill. So if it gets back to the House and they say, the heck you say, we're not going to do the TSA or the, you know, these NPR or whatever you've got that you're defunding, and it becomes a, a pushing match, you know, where people go back and forth. But they've got to stand up. Each House has a duty. Each one has to be constitutional. And if you examine carefully the things that we're funding, these alphabet soup organizations, it's not just the TSA, it's not just the NPR, it's not just the IRS, it's not the, just the BATFE, it's not just the FDA. You can take this whole sum and substance of these unconstitutional alphabet soup organizations and begin to defund them. The FBI has no law enforcement, national law enforcement authority in the Constitution. I mean, it's more analogous to the brown shirts. Or the Gestapo, in the, in, and you say, holy cow, the FBI's got more integrity than that. Well, I sure hope so, but I'm here to tell you they don't have any constitutional authorization. This is all legislatively created, and all of these alphabet soup organizations that are being, you know, basically they're uh, being used as weapons against the American people. We need to start making those moves. There's no question about it. Article 1, Section 7 does give us a place to start. But I, I believe even before that, I mean, you look at this effort to elect a, uh, a Speaker of the House. They couldn't muster five votes for good people. I mean, that's the problem is we don't have good people in there. I mean, uh, the, we've, we've, been, we've sold our votes, we've sold our souls for so long that it's become just a, uh, a juggernaut that's, that's uh, crushing everything Americanist. And so we, we, need to, we need more friends in the cause of liberty. We, we just can't let it just ride. This idea yes. of senior, oh, yeah. oh, we've got to have senior members there. I, uh, I, for example, oh, Sam, you look, you look at the Kevin McCarthy election. I know, I'm sorry, we've, we've, we've beat this to death over the last few gets-togethers. But I look in our home state in Utah, not one, not one of our congressional delegation had a peep. They're, they were in the Kevin McCarthy camp. They were f- jumping at the bit. They were excited. They, were, they cast their vote every time for Kevin. And, and it's a man unworthy of their vote. And every one of our there's congressional no district did it. They did but it. Here's, here's how ignorant it really is, ladies and gentlemen. Dear Joe. Please don't let us freeze. Believe it or not, on October 27th, the CEO of New England's largest energy company sent a desperate letter to the White House. This represents a very serious health and safety threat. He wrote to Joe Biden. He then begged Joe Biden to use the federal government's, quote, emergency powers to make sure natural gas will be available in New England this winter. Okay, this is how ignorant it's getting. There's no emergency powers when you don't have heating in your house in, a, in the several states. Okay, this is insanity. But this is what we tolerate, doctor. 
Well, you look at this for just a second. You, let's use logic, reason, intelligence. Come, let us reason together, as the Savior said. Okay, um, th this guy wants a Marxist, centrally planned economy. And I guarantee if we get a fully centrally planned anything, it's going to be a disaster. You look at every single stinking centrally planned economy kind of things. Everything the Soviet Union ever did, their five-year plans, everyone was an absolute disaster. In fact, I considered at one point writing a doctoral dissertation about that in economics. And I was deflected from that by the university I was at because, oh, no, we don't want something that's that. You know, They wanted me to write something about a, oh, how did the central planning for beets go or some stupid thing. But no, we have enough evidence to say central planning does not work. And this guy's letter to Joe Biden is completely ignorant of everything the nation is based upon. Uh, but if people get the their way, it's like they're petitioning the government. See, this is an example. Petitioning the government for redress of grievance. That's how it's being used. And the government wants those things. They don't want people coming in and saying, no, we've got a real problem with our elections, and we've got to fix this problem. They want people to say, oh, no, please, please save us from ourselves. Take away all our woes and everything so we can go back to our Super Bowl game or whatever they're going to watch, whenever it happens. <coughs> So that's where we are in America today. Well, here's a guy. <clears throat> this guy's probably got a reasonable education. I mean, that's questionable if he went through the public education system and a, and a university anymore. But he's, he probably has a credential behind his name that says he got an education. And he is going to Joe Biden and saying, please, please, please save us from ourselves. Keep the natural gas flowing. Well, the, the only thing the general government has done to this point is impeded natural gas with their central planning. You know, all of these pipelines and all of these things that are out there that, uh, that are getting shut down. I, a while ago, I drove across uh, Wyoming, and uh, you would be absolutely shocked, Sam, at how many, how many pumping stations are mothballed. Thousands. I suspect. Now, of course, I didn't see them all because you take a route and it only takes you by a couple hundred of them, maybe, uh, in a distance you're driving in in Wyoming. But the fact of the matter is they're all mothballed. They're shut down. They're, it's like, what? Yeah, and they're the all world? mothballed because of your government. But if you think that uh, right. Kevin McCarthy and crew are going to help, here's the deal. George Santos, this criminal that got elected, again, another case, an example of election fraud, uh, still has the backing of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and other Republican House leaders. In a, quote, news conference at the Capitol on Thursday, that's yesterday, Mr. McCarthy basically made it very clear he has no intention of barring Mr. Santos from congressional committees or anything else to penalize him for winning the election under false pretenses. He says this, the voters of his district have elected him, and uh, you know what? He's all good. He's seated. He's now part of the Republican conference. See, what a disgrace. We're going to allow election fraud right on the Republican side. Just continue. Nobody cares. And with that, you will not have any stability or safety in the country. They've gone flat out criminal, and this proves it. You can literally lie about everything in your life, get elected, and the speaker goes, who cares? 
Okay, let, let's look at the genesis of this. Absolutely, he lied. He's admitted he lied. Everything on his resume appears to be, or virtually everything, appears to be an absolute lie. And so uh, the uh, the speaker, McCarthy, was happy to have his vote. That's why he did not get blocked to begin with. And that's so, why, but, hold on, that's why Santos voted for McCarthy, because he, he knew did. that there would be a payback. There In is. Words, there was. Hey. It, we'll we'll scratch That's each other's back. We're all good. They knew it, and they went along. So in Article 1, Section 5, each house shall be the judge of the elections, returns, and qualifications of its own members. The house had an opportunity to say, when Santos walked in the front door, the heck you say, we're going to take a look at how you got here. And they could have blocked him at that point. But once he's sworn in then there becomes a higher standard. You go to Clause 2 of Section 5. Each house may determine the rules of its proceedings, punish its members for disorderly behavior. Now, in the last half of that sentence, it takes two-thirds to expel a member. See, they could have stopped it instantly, immediately, and said, the heck you say, we have judged the election that you came in, and it was found to be fraudulent. We are not going to seat you. They don't have to get two-thirds of the members to expel a member if it happens immediately. But no, McCarthy wanted and needed his vote. That guy had already pledged his soul to McCarthy, which, again, is kind of like uh, making a deal with the devil. But at any rate, that's what happened. This, again, is partisan politics in its absolute, it's a sham. It's, it's wrong. Yeah, and, but li you know, literally there's clearly election fraud here, right? Absolutely. I mean, the guy lied every. I mean, you go to his website. I don't know if it's still up. There's but, nothing uh, you can lie about, really. Nothing. It's it's basically all a pack of lies. And and now he said, well, yeah, I kind of strict my Jewishness, or my Nazi heritage running away from that with my grandparents out of uh, Hitler's realm. It you didn't know, really no, happen. No, no. no, it didn't happen. He didn't own any property. He's he's not. I mean, he's he was married at one point to a woman. I mean, a real live American-born female, and now he says he's well, gay. I, I don't know what to tell you, Sam. We, we have buffoons and baboons running this country. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how to respond to that. I do have a little bit of good news, though. I talked to a lady named Suzanne Mann, and she is with a new group created called Latter-day Saints for Life, latterdaysaintsforlife.org, and they're doing a good job to promote the pro-life agenda, and I commend them. We affirm the sanctity of life and its importance in God's eternal plan, the family, a proclamation to the world. Latter-day Saints for Life is a worldwide coalition of pro-life Americans. It's exciting and good news, ladies and gentlemen. I thought it would end on at least something positive. Next hour, an incredible guest, the Epic Times reporter Stephen Kovac with us. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, FreedomsRisingSun.com. God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. 
Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the Constitution for the United States of America, the supreme law of the land is our guide. To use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founders is one of the peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Dr. Scott Bradley, of course, is with me riding shotgun today on the show. And we have an incredible guest today, Stephen Kovac. He's a reporter for TheEpicTimes.com, a prolific writer, uh, an investigative <laughs> uh, guy to say the least, and man, has he got some barn burner stuff to share with us. Stephen, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Sam, it's an honor to be with you and Dr. Bradley. All right, catch me up really quick. Just let everybody know who Steve is, will you? Yes, I'm a news reporter with The Epic Times. I'm on the national team. I'm based out of Michigan, and one of my main beats is uh, election integrity. Wow, we need guys like that on the beat. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Excellent to know. Now, there's so much going on around the country, and i got to get your take on this before we get to a couple of articles that you've written with some explosive information in them. Uh, but I look at this. You know what? When the government, the FBI, the Justice Department – literally is in the inside with, say, Twitter and Facebook and other companies, and they literally shut down news about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden for the 2020 election. They peddle propaganda, which they know to be false, the Russian uh, scandal against Donald Trump supposedly before the 2020 election. I submit to you that is election fraud. Guys like me got banned on Twitter and shut down. Uh, Okay, now you fast forward to 2022, and Joe Biden has literally classified documents hanging out in his garage. Uh, and his, uh, I guess, external office is a, quote, professor at a university. We find classified documents there four days before the election. They spike the story, let the election happen, and then after, tell us about it. Um, again, I submit to you, this is election fraud. And then you add to that the George Santos guy that got elected on completely absolutely blatantly false pretenses i submit that's election fraud but no one seems to bring this up they want to say in the media they in the media they want to say over and over and over without evidence they claim this without evidence look this is the evidence i just laid it out this guy flat out lied to get elected the government is literally shutting down certain news peddling propaganda news forcing media companies to go along with it Close elections are decided on false pretenses. This is clear and present election fraud. What do you say to that, Mr. Kovac? Well, Sam, the great tragedy is that most of the American people are patriotic. They love this country. They love God. They love their family. And they are law-abiding, and they want to use the American system that's worked for two centuries uh, to get redress of their grievances. And the tragedy is that the very people that we would turn to to help us to do an investigation, to get to the truth, to uh, bring people to justice, 
it appears that uh, they are disinterested in doing their job at best and perhaps involved in things at worst. Would you do you think it's election fraud though, or am I going too far, sir? Anything that would undermine the confidence of the American people uh, in an election through various means and information is the key in this. Uh, is is uh, I, I would I don't know if I'd use the word fraud, but it, it, it's definitely uh, not right and unjust and immoral. I agree with that completely, Dr. Bradley. I don't know what else to call it when you literally lie about every aspect of your life like George Santos. Every single aspect of your life that matters to a person to build an understanding of who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in, uh, etc. And and you lie about every aspect of your life and then you get elected. I don't know what else to call it but fraud, Dr. Bradley. Well, yeah, there's fraudulent activity that's going on. There's no, no question about it. And... And we've been so complacent for so long, we've left it to the guys that are in office to do that. And we, we just can't do that. We, the people, have a responsibility to be engaged in these things all along the way. We, we just simply uh, have got to, uh, you know, it's, it's like, um, oh, Andy Jackson said in his farewell address, that, you know, the price of liberty is eternal vigilance, eternal vigilance. We've got to be vigilant at all times. And and we we just cannot just kind of turn a blind eye or sit on our couch and I don't know what people are doing on their couches whether they're you know drinking beer or, or watching soap operas or, or utterly waste of time everything we've got to reengage and participate in this um, I I just I, I just can't get people uh, to pay enough time. I mean, it just seems like we got to get people to pay attention more, and and that's what we're trying to do, just absolutely constantly about You're this. You're right about that. <clears throat> so I uh, check out I this check out this headline though. This is since last October, so even before the 2022 elections, we knew this. And again, I just don't know what other word to use besides fraud. Look, in October 2022, Colorado Secretary of State's office blatantly admits that it mailed. Over 31,000 voter registration instruction cards to non-citizens or illegals. Now, I don't want to say illegals in every case because non-citizens could be somebody with a green card or whatever else. But look, you can't be mailing those out knowing full well that that's going to result in ballots as a return. Uh, Stephen Kovac, what do you say? This is insane. Well, the state think explanation was it was an analytical error, and they blamed it on their computer. Uh, and that seems to be a pattern across the country. With uh, we're, we're involved in a case in Wisconsin now, and, and they're uh, calling it a, a clerical error when they committed a, a, a big boo-boo in terms of uh, maintaining uh, the integrity of the election rolls. And, you know, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. You know, in 2019 in Texas, 95,000 non-citizens actually were able to register to vote. Okay? And of them, 58,000 voted in one or more Texas elections. So this is uh, not unusual to, you know, not unique to Colorado what's, what's been going on. 
you know, so it's the interesting. Example, the example you give, uh, and I just want to highlight this, then we'll turn it over to Dr. Scott Bradley again. Uh, 150,000 votes in the 2020 election were not even tied to a valid address in Wisconsin, as you point out. I look at these things, and there's so many anomalies uh, that you cannot believe they're coincidences or mistakes or computer errors anymore. You have to believe there's an avalanche. I'll give you an example. Uh, Arizona tried to say we're not going to let illegals vote, and the Biden administration sued the state of Arizona over it. This is the kind of stuff we're talking about, Dr. Bradley. Well, indeed, there's a, a concerted effort to completely destroy the Americanist principles. And and I, I look at this thing in Colorado. Let's go back to that for just a second. These 31,000 voter registration instruction cards that went to, quote-unquote, foreign nationals, the vast majority of them had to be illegals. I'm, I'm virtually positive. Okay, living in the state. It was set out. In the months leading up to the 2022 midterm elections, well, here's the deal. You know, you get a voter instruction card. You say, "Hey, man, I'll fill this out and send it in." Well, you're registered, okay? They call it a data uh, analytical error. You know, well, so there were 58 counties that got this thing happened in Colorado. Well, you know, think of Bobert and her election and all this kind of stuff that happened. I mean, they want to get rid of her out of. You know, she's one of their congresspersons. But but some of this is tied back, and, and, and maybe Stephen can tell us about this, but Colorado has a contractual relationship with the Election Registration Information Center. They call it ERIC. It's a nonprofit, private organization offering voter registration maintenance services to 32 states. Okay, so so here's something that has you know, surfaced in Colorado, but they got two-thirds of the states that are that are tied into this group. And if this error has happened in, in Colorado, I just wonder how many other uh, states didn't have that quote-unquote error. There's some significant role. This private nonprofit organization that everybody's putting all their eggs in that basket and hoping that they do a good job, and they've allowed this huge influx of illegal voting, which could very likely completely change the outcome of an election. I don't know, Stephen, is, is, am I on the wrong path on this thing? Is there a, is there somebody that uh, should say, hey, we don't want to work with this ERIC group anymore because they're too prone to error or they're biased in a certain way? Is there anything to this concept? Well, you're, you're also uh, needing to understand that uh, Eric is uh, dedicated to increasing voter turnout, and they make these uh, states that they have uh, contracted with to basically engage in a voter registration uh, drive. And those drives have been shown to be uh, targeted to areas that uh, traditionally vote for liberal Democrats. So. Um, Eric, Eric is a is a, a data vacuum cleaner. It picks up all kinds of personal information from the state's Department of Motor Vehicles uh, records, and they use that uh, data. They, they claim they don't share it with anybody. They don't sell it, but they use it for their their own purposes, and it, it's to uh, determine who voted, who didn't vote, who's voting absentee who's voting uh, early, uh, what's the status of their vote. 
And that is gold. That information is gold to political campaigns. So many states are, uh, well, the legislatures are very content with Eric because they have the ability to shuffle off the responsibility to somebody else. When it comes down to it, it's our elected officials that need to be watching over what's going on here. And, you know, we didn't get any help from the United States, uh, from the Wisconsin State Supreme Court recent case where Eric actually flagged 69,000 people that had moved out of state. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court held that the Wisconsin State Election Commission was not obligated to remove those moveaways from the state voter rolls. So it, it, it's a it, it's a complicated situation. When we lose the vote, literally, I mean, there are two things in my mind that I, I've always said prevent us or, or at least are stopgap things to keep us from having to go to open rebellion. One is the Constitution. We we have it. It's an organic document. We can go back to it. The other thing is the vote. But if our votes have been stolen and the people have lost the confidence in the vote, there's there's a kind of a an uproar from the peanut gallery on this thing. And and you know, we talk about the motor vehicles and the and the driver license things. There's states that are basically saying, "Hey, you know, come on in, you illegals. We'll give you a driver license." And they use it, "Well, it's public safety. We need to make sure that they know how to drive." Baloney. You get a driver license, it's de facto citizenship. I mean, that's the way they treat it. You show your driver license if you go anywhere, and it's like, oh, here, I'm going on an airplane, whatever. And and we are just, we're selling our souls in this idea that that they put a spin on it, and and very quickly we find well, that there's a destruction. The Epic Times doing a phenomenal job in addition to Stephen Kovac, who's with us, being a national news reporter for the Epic Times, but listen to this email I just got. Wisconsin special counsel finds Zuckerberg's election money violated state bribery laws. Facts matter, says the headline. Roman Belmakov with the article for the Epic Times. They're going to have a um, video or a, 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 a news delivery, news um, press release or press conference about this. And it says this, the special counsel who was appointed to study the 2020 election in Wisconsin submitted his, quote, official report in which he determined that the millions of dollars that Mark Zuckerberg spent on the Wisconsin election violated the state's laws in regards to bribery. Now, listen, multiple other issues were also found. The special counsel found that the following unconstitutional drop boxes illegal directives from the Elections Commission in regard to nursing homes, as well as problems with the voter rolls themselves. Can you have more fraud than that, Stephen Kovac? Well, I'm proud to be affiliated with the Epic Times. Our motto is truth Amen. and tradition, and we're trying to live up to that. Uh, Wisconsin has tremendous problems, and Lots of it centers on the bloated voter rolls. Now, you got 7.3 million registered voters in the state of Wisconsin in a state that has only 5.9 million people. Approximately 4.5 million are voting age. 
3.5 million are on the active list. 3.6 million more than on the active list are on the inactive list. And I say all that to tell you that over uh, the course of the last several years, there's been literally hundreds, I've got a figure here, 425 lawsuits were filed by Democrats around the 2020 election. And many of those were filed to ensure ineligible people were maintained on voting rolls. Now, why do you suppose that is? That's the question. And in Michigan and also in Colorado, the Public Interest Legal Foundation is battling with the state election authorities to remove even dead people off the voter rolls, and these these officials are uh, are refusing. And the other thing that's very uh, concerning is federal law requires that they that the state officials be able to produce a plan, a progress report, if you will, about what they're doing to clean up the voter rolls, which is required by federal law to be done periodically. And the Public Interest Legal Foundation cannot even get access to those plans or progress reports. So this is this is what we're up against. And also I wanna tell you too, um, Eric has, con- Eric, that election uh, information registration center, they have uh, clauses in their contracts that bind the states from releasing data to the public when people are making inquiries to get information to be able to evaluate, are we having truly fair and free elections and that's the foundation well, and, and it would be criminal activity government. though Stephen. it would be criminal activity for uh, states to sign a contract like that because that would violate um foia requests and grandma requests and these kind of things uh, that the public ah, has but, a right to ah but um eric is a non-governmental organization and they claim they're not subject to open records requests try 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 to get something from them Try to get them. To no, you're respond. right, but I, but I'm saying if a government makes a deal with that, shielding records that makes the government officials who agreed to that liable. No, it's a mistake at best. That, that's what I'd say. All right, I say it makes them liable though. If uh, I uh, literally met with the ombudsman's of, for the state of Utah for records, and I debated an attorney about this. And the attorney tried to play games with me and say that he printed out a record, and so it didn't count as the record that I was asking for and this and that. And he got his head handed to him, and the attorney eventually got fired. Okay, You cannot take records out of the realm of um, Freedom of Information Act requests and then say that they're not available because if you change the nature of the record, it doesn't change the requirement of fulfilling FOIA and grandma requests, etc., so I submit to you that we need to be suing these states all across the country over this. Well, the government's using these uh, NGOs and, and you know non-governmental organizations, so-called uh, nonprofits, uh, basically to do their bidding. You know, if the government can't get away with it, they farm they farm the uh, ill doing off on a on a quasi private organization. Yeah, what word would we use to intentionally do that prevent to prevent transparency? What what word? I, I was using the word fraud, but people don't like that word. So what word do, should we use, Dr. Bradley? Well, I don't know. They're obfuscating at the very best. I mean, they're trying to hide 
they're taking away transparency. <clears throat> it's interesting. This is not the only place this is done, as you probably have already figured. But I look at what our own senator from Utah, uh, Mike Lee, did. He says, oh, no, these NSA guys shouldn't be able to grab all of your, you know, metadata and everything else like that on your communications. Oh, man, I'm going to save everybody from that. So what did he do? He got a law passed that says, oh, no, we offload this to a third party who then provides it to a, th a private third party like these NGOs that uh, that Stephen has talked about, like these uh, uh, nonprofits. But in this particular case, they get it directly from the vendors that provide the communication stuff. And they claim to have protected us. All it's done is insulated the the uh, or obfuscated the government's violation of our privacy. You know, the whole Fourth Amendment's basically out the door. And and we keep using those things, and we give everybody a pass to do that. Everybody's cheering Mike Lee on for making that kind of an adjustment in the way that the NSA collects our personal information for our communications. And no, all he did is say, we'll, give it, we'll let these private third-party guys provide it to the government, and it, it shields the government from all of these FOIA requests. I mean, it is... It is absolutely criminal, and, and we, we hold them up as, as these gigantic constitutional saviors, and they're not. And, and so, you know, I, uh, I've used this before, and I don't want to, why don't we, why don't we let Stephen talk for a while, because I'm talking way too much, and then when we're done, maybe I'll give you a quotation from one of the founding fathers hey, about yeah, stuff Stephen, like this. what do you think the takeaway is here? I mean, I know this is like incredible reporting and, and, and factual information, but what do we do, sir? It all comes down to your state legislatures, and uh, I'll tell you what. I live in Michigan. Michigan actually lost ground. We lost both houses. We had two the House and Senate in our state controlled by Republicans for decades. In this last election, somehow, we lost the majority in both of those houses. So now we have a Democrat governor, Democrat Secretary of State Soros back. We have a Democrat Attorney General Soros back. And now two houses of our legislature dominated by Democrats. So you're not going to be able in Michigan to expect that they're going to do anything in favor of uh, improving election integrity. I think uh, there was at least a dozen, maybe 20 bills that were vetoed by the Democrat governor. Now, Wisconsin, they have the Republican legislature control, but they have a Democrat governor who vetoes everything that comes across his desk that would tighten up the management of these elections. Now, Texas, Texas is another example. It's, it's on the front burner right now. You know, Texas, everybody's Republican at the state level. They have all the control, both houses, the legislature, the governor, the attorney general. They're a Republican state for all practical purposes. Well, there comes along a state senator that offers a package of reforms, proposals to tighten up uh, potential for election fraud in Texas, and he's not Mr. Popularity with his own colleagues. So he's holding the feet of his colleagues, Republicans, to the fire to make them vote on some serious reforms that would clean up some of these situations that we've been talking about this morning. Stephen, it's a big battle we have, and I really appreciate your in-depth reporting, and I appreciate the Epoch Times doing a phenomenal job to bring this to light. 
Now it's up to we, the people, to put pressure on our legislative bodies all across the country to stand up and stop this stuff. Look, we can't have illegals voting. Uh, We can't have the voter rolls just full of fraudulent, bogus data. We have got to stand up and set aside the debate uh, and work together because this affects everyone, no matter where you stand. We don't have honesty in the elections. We have nothing. Stephen, thank you so much, sir. We'll have you back. Thank you, Sam. TheEpochTimes.com. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Taylor Dudley, a 35-year-old Navy vet from Lansing, Michigan, was detained by Russian Border Patrol police in April of 2022 after attending a music festival. For reasons unknown, Dudley crossed from Poland into a Russian enclave, which is a territory governed by Moscow between Poland and Lithuania. Former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson is attributed for securing his release. Idaho student's murder suspect, Brian Koberger, briefly appeared in court on Thursday where he waived his right to a speedy preliminary hearing. What this essentially means is that he will not appear in a courtroom again until June 26th. His defense team also filed a request for discovery and information about a co-defendant. The probable cause affidavit does not identify a co-defendant. Thursday's storms in the South USA have taken a toll. So far, at least six people are reported dead in Alabama following storms Thursday. The fatalities reported in Autauga County and officials in the city of Selma said there was, quote, significant damage there. Governor Kay Ivey's declared a state of emergency for at least six counties, while Georgia is under a statewide emergency. Thousands of customers in both states were without power as of Thursday evening. I'm Ryan Daniels. Lisa Marie Presley, the only child of Elvis Presley, has died at the age of 54 years old. Her mother, Priscilla Presley, made the announcement. Paramedics were called to a home in Calabasas, California, Thursday mid-morning. Craig Little, a spokesman for the county's fire department, said the call for help was for a woman in full cardiac arrest. Calabasas, California, is a 30-minute drive northwest from downtown Los Angeles. National Football League playoffs start up this weekend. Games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. This is USA News. Like bones, your teeth lose density and become weaker over time, which can lead to tooth decay. And that can make your visit to the dentist feel like this. But if you want your dental visit to feel like this, try Crest Densify. Crest Densify actively rebuilds tooth density to extend the life of teeth by remineralizing enamel. Densify from Crest, the number one toothpaste brand in America. Smile, Crest has you covered. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why My Pillow has developed the My Pillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA, or call 800-951-8175. That's mypillow.com, promo code USA. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the Republic is on the verge of civil war, I'm afraid. Or war against the cartels, or war against the government, or war against each other. We're becoming so divided. I reject this trend. I would love peace and prosperity. And the way back is the checks and balances, ladies and gentlemen. But let me give you an example how derelict in their duty the Republicans are now. Kevin McCarthy just signaled to reporters, Dr. Bradley, that he would consider expunging one or both of President Trump's impeachments. That's according to The Hill. So we're in this crisis mode over elections. We're in this crisis mode over national security due to uh, you know classified documents. We're in a, an inflationary problematic period. We're uh, in uh, you know all kinds of theaters of war. We've got, and we're really going to spend our time trying to expunge the impeachment on Donald? Well, <laughs> you know, bread and circuses diverted the attention of the Romans from their uh, pathway to the destruction of their republic. Of course, they kind of lost their republic earlier, but any, th- any vestiges of it were destroyed by their uh, willingness to divert their attention into bread and circuses. And uh, dishonorable people are at the head of these kinds of things. I mean, I think about, uh, we, we were talking with Stephen in the last half hour about the uh, uh, issues of election and, and election integrity. And, and he's talking about this guy in Texas that is trying to get some common sense things put in that will help improve election integrity. But the Republicans are fighting it, and, and that's... I think that's the basis of a lot of these things. A lot of the election law that's being passed nowadays is incumbent protection law. And like in Utah, for example, Utah is considered to be a Republican state. It's really not. Most of the people that run under the R would have to wear another signal if they were in another state in order to win. But if you put an R in front of your name uh, in Utah, you get elected. Everybody votes kind of straight party line and all that kind of good nonsense. And we end up with people that are that are really, really not standing for the principles of the republic in the United States and in our state. So anyway, this incumbent protection stuff happens. And uh, there's a little quotation, if I just might give you this. Uh, I've read it before to your uh, uh, audience, but uh, this is a guy by the name of Noah Webster. He's an American founding father and great Christian fellow. A uh, lot of interesting things about him if you ever want to talk about him. But but here's what he said, or he wrote anyway. All secret attempts by associations or otherwise to give one set of men or one party advantages over another are mean, dishonorable, and immoral. All secret combinations, see the Founding Fathers had coined this term, secret combinations, of men to gain for themselves or their party, by, basically it's conspiracy, for themselves or their party, advantages or preferments to office are trespasses upon the rights of others. Nothing can be honorable which is morally wrong. God commands you to choose for rulers just men who will rule in the fear of God. The preservation of a republican government depends on the faithful discharge of this duty. If the citizens, now again this goes back to we the people, so listen up people because we are the ones that ultimately have the responsibility. If the citizens neglect their duty and place unprincipled men in office, the government will soon be corrupted. Laws will be made not for the public good so much as for selfish or local purposes. 
corrupt or incompetent men will be appointed to execute the laws. Hmm, judges, wow. Well, anyway, go back to the quotation. The public revenues will be squandered on unworthy men, and the rights of the citizens will be violated or disregarded. Every time I read that, I say, people, this is the nature and beast that we're dealing with right now in the United States. We have put these <laughs> corrupt and, and uh, unprincipled men in place. Uh, these these incompetent people, uh, he calls them incompetent men. I mean, these are not my words, will be appointed. I mean, we keep putting, and they're not just men now, they're women too. So, I mean, there was some hope that when the women got involved in politics, it would clean it up. It hasn't proven to be the case. And you might look at the picture of Nancy Pelosi uh, next to the definition of corrupt politician in the dictionary. But at any rate, <coughs> they're squandered. And the rights of the citizens are violated or disregarded. That's the condition we find ourselves in America today. We have, we have squandered Doctor, the greatest... Doctor, do they go on for the remedy? Well, it doesn't go on for the remedy. I mean, the, it's up to us. I keep saying okay, I'll, it's I'll up give you to the remedy. us. I'll okay. give you the remedy. All you got to do is take what he says leads to the problem and reverse that. So they say that if we the people are derelict in our duty, we don't pay attention, we don't elect good, honest, wise servants of the republic who believe in the supreme law of the land, who look to God, family, and country, and who will keep their oaths of office, if not electing those people to office, but electing, uh, you know, wicked people or whatever you want to call it to office is the problem, then the answer is for the people to start to pay attention, for the people to get engaged, for the people to elect good, honest, wise leaders. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is all you got to do is take the, the problem and what it leads to, turn it around, and the fix is just as simple. It most certainly is. Now, again, we, we took decades to get to the depths of despair that we're in right now. But I, I have people that come to me, and I've, I've said this before on your program. You know, people come to me and say, Mitt Romney deceived me. No, he didn't. You didn't even look at what was going on. You read the lip service, this bread and circuses stuff that was coming out, this uh, chameleon stuff that was being fed to you, and you just adopted it without any cognitive reasoning. you got to start using your head, people, is what this boils down to. And I know, I always say this, we have probably half the population of the na nation now that's got uh, brain uh, damage. Uh, brain cells have been killed by oxygen deprivation for all the many, 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 many months that they wore these face diapers that prevented Amen. a full exchange. And so we got people that somehow have lost the ability to even think to the point of their end of their nose. And and we are it's really insane. in a deep problem. But so we, Let me but give you we an example. are thinking. Okay. Let me give you an example to highlight this electing leaders that are a problem. I don't know if you know about this, but there's an all-Muslim city council in the United States. Did you know that? I didn't. It's in the Detroit suburb uh, of, I don't know how you say this word, Handrum? H-A-M-T-R-A-M-C-K. Hamtrunk? Anyway, this all-Muslim city council in the suburb of Detroit approves animal sacrifices at home now. Jack Davis, the Epic Times is where I got the article. And they're literally now, you can just go out on your porch or whatever and just, like, start doing animal sacrifice, buddy. <laughs> you know, I've told you a number of times how, how Jefferson has... Uh, he, he's an icon of religious liberty. He truly is. There's no question about that. 
and uh, he brought the uh, you know in 1786 the Virginia Religious Liberty Act and and uh, got it passed and and all this kind of stuff. But but the point of the matter is that he says in there he's all for religious liberty and he he considered himself um, basically to be a a religion of one because he was such an anomaly in in how he believed. I don't believe he was a, a religion of one. I just don't think he he had a, a denomination that he associated with. But he was a Christian. Okay, so having said all of that, he he said, yeah, I'm very much in favor of religious liberties, but the idea. That um, well, here I'll just get the quote. It's right here. It says the declaration that religious faith shall be unpunished does not give impunity to criminal acts dictated by religious error. Okay, so Sharia law does not apply in America. Okay, that's the bottom line. This idea that you can have honor killings—you kill your daughter because she went out with an infidel, some guy that wasn't a member of your faith—or you, you know, run him over by a car or whatever. I mean, this this idea of honor killings is not right. I'll go on with another statement by, by Jefferson. He he was a pretty bright guy. He said, The interests of society require the observation of those moral precepts only in which all religions agree. For all forbid us to murder, steal, plunder, or bear false witness. And that we should not intermeddle with the particular dogmas in which all religions differ and which are unconnected with morality. The practice of morality being necessary for the well-being of society. We all agree in the obligation of the moral precepts of Jesus, and nowhere will they be found delivered in greater purity than in his discourses. So that's what Jefferson studied every night upon retirement. He read the words of the Savior in the original languages. Okay, He had isolated them from, he considered it, him and, and uh, John Adams both had some really great exchanges when they reconciled. And one of the things they talked about was how Religious dogmas, these priestcrafts, they called them. They actually coined the term priestcrafts, where these people uh, manipulated religion for their own purposes. Okay, And he always wanted to go back to the original source, Jesus Christ, and that's what he studied every night on his retiring in the original languages. So anyway, this idea of morality is critical. And so we've got to turn our hearts back to that again. Yeah, open um, animal sacrifice could come to a neighbor near you in America, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, look, we've got a lot of good news happening and a lot of concern. We'll talk about it all in seconds of the final segment of Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John eight forty four. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Mom, you don't know anything about me anymore. (sighs) Honey... 
I know you're good at math. You don't like English. I know Ryan smiled at you yesterday at school. I know your favorite color is purple. And I know you don't like mushrooms. And who can blame you? I mean, mushrooms are a fungus, and people generally try to avoid funguses. Or is it fungi? I'm never quite sure. But, you know, either way, I mean, penicillin is good. Penicillin is a mold. Huh. Well, I guess you're right. So you like penicillin, but not mushrooms. <laughs> no matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. Mom, mm. if we talk, will you be quiet? Love to. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. All right, Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. Freedomsrisingsun.com. That's freedomsrisingsun.com to get his incredible curriculum, weekly webinars, and a whole lot more. That's freedomsrisingsun.com to preserve uh, the nation. That's our lifelong goal, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Joe Rogan calls out leftist billionaire George Soros, quote, it's almost like he wants these cities to fall apart. He wants crime to flourish, says Joe Rogan. Wow, Joe, you're just figuring this out, buddy? <laughs> what do you say, doctor? Well, the, <laughs> we've talked so many times on your program, people think I'm a broken record, of course, but but all of this uh, fractionalization of of everything Americanist is is a Marxist philosophy. It's contention based, and they've used this over and over and over and over again to bring about their purposes in overthrowing the the uh, freedom of all of the lands of the nations of the world. And and I mean whether it's these guys in the Illuminati in the French Revolution or the Bolsheviks or the Pol Pot guys in Cambodia. Or, or Mao in China, I mean, they what they do is they, they get all of these different factions to oppose each other. And they want that. I mean, if they can get people to throw rocks and then start throwing bullets, that's that's what they're looking for because ultimately and, and finally and it disrupts society. And that, my fellow Americans, even though we feel like we have nothing left and we have to go to war or whatever else, it's not the answer. That's exactly what they want us to do. And that's why bring this up to Dr. Bradley, what do we do? Is that the only thing left? No, folks, they want you to believe it's the only thing left. It's the last thing we should do, all right? The first thing we should do is realize that we've been played for suckers, realize that we've been derelict in our duty, realize that it's us, we the people, through the checks and balances that can bring it back um, to true north. And the way we do that is within the framework that our founding fathers gave everything for. We have the framework. We have the historical evidence of what works and what doesn't. And we need to apply the principles that made America great if we want America to be great again. We have the blueprint thanks to the sacrifice of those who have gone before us. That is the quintessential point. So when Joe Rogan calls out George Soros, I mean, I appreciate that, Joe. But, buddy, you're a day late and a dollar short on this sucker. We've known this for decades. All right, 98% of CEOs right now believe that America will face a recession in 2023. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. So, folks, we are in serious, serious trouble financially and otherwise. And we have got, got to make a difference, okay? You need to focus on the country because Joe will absolutely 
get in bed with the communists and run it off the cliff if we let him. We that's the Joe Biden, got, not Joe Rogan. Oh, uh, uh, hey, <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Joe <laughs> Biden will run the country off the rails. Rogan's trying to do good. He's just not caught up enough. He needs to spend some time with Dr. Bradley on Liberty Roundtable Live so he can get caught up faster. But at least he's coming to the knowledge of the truth to some degree. And Joe Biden will absolutely destroy this country. So will Kevin McCarthy. All right, let's not pretend it's just Joe. And no offense, so will Donald Trump if we let him. Okay, Donald says he's going to jettison and get rid of the drug cartels. Well, hey, man, you had a whole four years to get that done, buddy. And all you did was talk about how beautiful your wall was going to be. All right. Look, we've got to take action and serious action and do it clearly and directly. But the only way it'll happen is if enough Americans are educated enough to demand incremental, steady change for good. Defunding government agencies, as Ron Paul and others are calling for now, is one of the great answers, doctor. Yeah, there's no question about it. They're looking in the wrong place, though, when they do these uh, these uh, local riots that, you know, the you look back at the George Floyd things that happened in 2020, uh, where they were burning down cities, literally. I mean, uh, shades of the 1960s. Um, and and the uh, the idea that, oh, yeah, defund the police. Okay, so let's quit doing the, let's quit funding the police in Portland. What happens? Crime rates skyrocket, serious crime. I mean, these kinds of things are absolutely astronomical because of these movements. And and the local control of the police is what the American founding fathers intended. This idea yes. of having federal level intervention of things. Cops. Uh, well, the, and you have the blue helmets. I mean, when you think of the stupid, idiotic things that the Utah legislature has done in making it legal to be an illegal citizen, a non U.S. citizen, to be a police officer, come on, people. We've got to say, you know, and by the way, that passed the Utah legislature without a single dissenting vote. And when I've met with legislators, I say, well, what were you thinking? They, oh, well, we heard, the, we heard the police were in favor of this. Well, some of the police in the big cities that are, are looking to help facilitate the destruction of the republic are very much involved in this. I mean, I look at Salt Lake City, for example. Holy cow. That city is uh, basically Marxist right now in terms of its leadership. It's bizarre what's going on. And uh, we, the people, are just not paying attention. That's Again, it keeps coming back to that. We've got to uh, eternal vigilance, as uh, Amen was said by Andy Jackson. But I so, look at the, all that's going on, folks, and you know what? Even though I think this is a sad tale, and I know people are kind of got their backs against the wall, and they feel like, what do we do? Listen. Rather than pick up your gun, think outside the gun, folks. It's a little like Taco Bell. Think outside the bun, but I'm saying think outside the gun. You've got to look towards God. You've got to get on your knees and pray and get right with God. And then you've got to get up and say, Lord, what would you have me do? And you've got to go to work for the solutions. And I've got a good news story to end the hour, doctor, that I really think is worth talking about. Here's the headline. Several Illinois sheriffs will not enforce the state's recently passed gun law, with many of the sheriffs now arguing that it violates the Second Amendment. That's according to NBC Chicago. Well, so it does violate saying, the Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah, it does. And these sheriffs are spot on right, and they're standing up, Dr. Bradley. And this brings up this uh, the, uh, the County Sheriff America's Last Hope book from uh, Sheriff Richard Mack. 
this brings this up as, as a clear example. The people need to take those sheriff's leads and double down in Illinois and say, you know what? You're right. God bless you. Back those sheriffs. Tell the state and the feds to fly a kite. Uh, because, again, they want to claim, well, sheriffs can't pick and choose which laws they obey. Well, that's debatable. But secondarily, yeah, if there's two laws that conflict, i got to pick one. The sheriffs are picking the supreme law. Doctor? Well, absolutely. That You know, this this thing, uh, I think it was Wednesday that the governor signed this Illinois uh, a draconian bill. Uh, you know, as of now, immediately, uh, that makes it illegal to transfer or buy any new stuff, anything like that, under their broad definition of so-called assault weapons. A 10-round mag is no longer available or, or legal in, in Illinois for a rifle. By the way, the FBI statistics say more people are killed every year by fists and feet, so body parts, than all types of rifles put together. So, and then a 15-round mag with uh, with the handguns, and some of these uh, mechanisms that allow faster uh, firing. Uh, but but they say, oh well, things are grandfathered in. I've already got mine. I'm okay. No, you've got to register yours by October 1st. You know your model and caliber and and uh, you know capacity and all those kind of things. You've got to go in and register. Your firearms, and, and Illinois' law is completely unconstitutional. There's no question about that. It will be in court. Gun Owners of America and some of these shooting federations and everything will be involved. But but the sheriffs have got to say, no, we're not going to. The, the sheriffs are us. They are the people. And if the the people are being having draconian laws put on them, that's just got to be horrific. And I, I take my hat off to those that that are willing to do that because they are us. And that's how we're going to stop this. If somebody says, oh, I was just following following the orders, you know, that's that didn't work for Eichmann. For his, uh, it didn't keep him from being hanged for all his stuff that he did during uh, World War II and getting the Jews killed. You know, you talk about, uh, I don't know, we're just about out of time it looks like, but just, just in brief, let me talk about this thing about how do we save this. First and foremost, we've got to get right with God. I talk about this sometimes. We've got to turn our hearts to God. We've got to do it individually, in our families, in our congregations, in our communities. And, and it's got to expand to nationwide, ultimately. Adam said our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Okay, So we've got to be virtuous and right with God. Okay, Second, we've got to learn the principles that the nation was founded on. In the tradition of the Founding Fathers, we've got to read the Declaration, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Farewell Address. You know, this stuff like uh, the Federalist Papers, the view of the Constitution of the United States by Tucker. If we, can we defend the Constitution? Can we recognize when a law is unsound? Do we know these kinds of things? If, we, if we've never read them, we certainly don't. Uh, Jefferson said, if a nation expects to be ignorant and free, it expects what never was and never will be. And and by the way, we can talk about Hosea and Isaiah that basically said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Then we got to get involved in the civic affairs. We've got to be involved. Because if, if you're going to leave it to somebody else, you're going to get the kind of government somebody else wants. So we got to make sure we're properly represented. It, we are going to be accountable before God and our actions on this. This is... This is absolutely foundational to everything we hold uh, dear. And then we've got to, you know, let our vote, our letters, our teachings, 
call-in radio shows, letters to the editor. I mean, come on, people. Speak out about this stuff. We've got to let our influence be known. We've got to be the influencer. So those four things I really do think are critically important to restoring this republic. And and if, if we only focus on one thing, oh, I'm going to be a good boy. I'm going to go in my own little cloistered uh, room, shut the door, and everything's going to be fine around me. No, no, it's not. It's it's an activity kind of thing. You know, it's a it's a verb. You know, you got to be engaged because if you're not, it's going to go down in a whirlwind around you. And we yeah, still you can may have lose faith it. in Christ, but what you can't do is say Christ will take care of all. There's nothing for me to do. I have faith in Christ. Faith is. I've been debating with people about this. Is faith a verb? What is faith? Is it an action word? Um, you know, you really got to kind of think about that. I ask all the linguists stuff, and they're a little bit stumped. They say, well, uh, factually, it's this, Sam, but your point's well taken. You know, whatever. All I'm telling you is, look, faith is an action word. You got to get on your knees and have enough faith to turn to God Almighty. Uh, you got to clean the inner vessel. Then you got to basically stand up and say, you know what? What do you want me to do, Lord? And we need to start to take action. We need funding uh, for all the things that I'm involved in. Public speaking, I've created a website. It's called callforcivility.com, callforcivility.com. We have got to start by peacefully advocating for our views, not in a big old fight that derails the conversation and bites the spirit of the devil, by clear, humble, but concise action, direct education. And we need financing to make that happen. Dr. Bradley does this weekly on his webinars. He also does it in his incredible To Preserve the Nation series. To learn more, freedomsrisingsun.com. It's called To Preserve the Nation. I'm Sam Bushman. My websites are libertyroundtable.com, cspoa.org, callforcivility.com, and most importantly, lovingliberty.net, our nationally syndicated radio network. We all need your funding and your support. The more you give, the more we can outreach and make a difference as they spread the word of hope and faith for the greatest country on the face of the earth. If we turn to Christ and we're on his side, we know we win. Isn't that the best news of all the good news, the gospel of Christ and his central mission? I testify he lives. For Dr. Scott Bradley and everybody else, we declare we the people can save America. This nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.